Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I think I cut that intro a little close there, but thank you all for joining us this week. I am your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Jake, what are you drinking this week? Well, you know, Kyle still hasn't got a great selection where he's at yet, but I do quite enjoy what he is drinking with us tonight. Um, But I'm going to start off with the uh, tried and true, my new go-to, if I'm looking for something to just sip on a little bit. The old Bud Light hard soda seltzers. I'm going to start with the cherry cola flavor this week. Really, uh, I'm a huge cherry fan, and this shit is so good. All of the flavors of them. I'm cheating because I've had them before, right? Kyle's cheated on a few episodes, though. It's fine. Um, it's true. Yeah. So you have to do it sometimes. And I'm sure I'm going to cheat on other episodes that I've already done and will continue to cheat on certain episodes. But this stuff is delicious. All of the flavors are great, but this one's the best one. I'm just saying. What are you okay. drinking, Kyle? I am having the East Coast Finest from Pennsylvania. Yingling traditional lager. I love Yingling. It's so good. It's not bad. It's pretty good. I gotta set you down so I can open this. Uh, there we go. That works. I guess that kind of works. I can just keep it there, kind of. Yeah, it's a solid angle. Oh, man. Kyle's back on the cell phone this week for those who uh, are... Uh, Clearly. Who saw our fiasco last week of Kyle trying to get his current situation's internet to work out well. Yeah, it's not going to ever work. It's pretty bad. But you know what? At least, uh, uh, hey, on this angle, Kyle gets to to throw his arm across the screen, show off that bicep a little bit, buy-try combo. I'm just saying, man. This might be the new move. We got to start exposing arms and exposing the arms 2022. (laughs) <laughs> that's i'm gonna start doing episodes and cutoffs again like the uh good old first five episodes of the podcast yeah oh man i think i'm supposed to go first this week i think you're probably right um i could be wrong but i think you are probably right that's fine you know what i'm fine going first and i'm gonna be honest with you kyle and i are both kind of winging it this this episode we both have had very busy weeks. We both almost forgot that the podcast was even supposed to happen tonight. So anybody sure. who's watching right now, you're welcome. Um, so Kyle, I am going to look around my room and find something to talk about. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I actually do have one topic. And that topic that I want to talk about is what are some pieces of advice you would give to people when it comes to overcoming adversity? And that adversity could be personal life, that could be health issues, mental health issues, work issues, it could be a variety of things. I say this because I got to hear a presentation today of uh, from one of the, he's one of the cast members on uh, Queer Eye, on the Netflix version of Queer Eye, and somebody asked a question about resilience and, and you know getting through struggles. And what he mentioned was, you should be you should have a level of resilience because you've you've accomplished so much. You've gotten through 100% of the things that have happened to you up until this point in your life. And that really kind of stuck with me and it made me want to talk about it. So what are some things that maybe experiences that you've had and how you got over them or just, you know, things that you think are good pieces of advice for those who uh, need to need, you know, need some extra push or are need some help when it comes to being resilient and kind of pushing through some struggles? Uh, yeah, that's a good topic. Um, I think that's kind of a tough topic. So I would say, I think one of the biggest things, right, is like when you're facing like in a situation that's um, that's difficult. Uh, and I think this is a little hypo- hypocritical of me to say, uh, to start off with, but I would say, A, don't be afraid of confrontation. And I, I think that's hypocritical for me because I, I think that's different for me in my personal life and my work life. I think at work, I have no problem like living up to that. Like Mm -hmm. I, for whatever reason, like I am completely comfortable being confrontational in that environment. Not like, hey, go fuck yourself confrontational, but like I'm willing to confront problems much more readily in my work life uh, in that professional environment than I am in my personal. Like when I'm at home and I'm like, oh man, like there's some drama going on with the family. I'm like, I really don't want to fucking deal with that. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I would say, I mean, I should heed my own advice when it comes to that sort of thing too, but I would say, don't be afraid of the confrontation but also stay level-headed when you do it. Uh, Cause 
and I'm guilty of this as well too. Like you get super spun up and you just start freaking out. Right. So like do your best to like maintain like a cool attitude when you're dealing with that type of a thing. And like, it, it's hard to say this as a blanket statement too, because you know, we're, we're being, I'm being pretty general in terms of just general adversity or general confrontation. But um, I think those are the two biggest things. Like if you can keep yourself calm and, but not be afraid to actually work through the problem and communicate, like you're going to be fine. Like to work through the, most of these types of things, I would say. Yeah. Uh, the, presenter uh today brought up a really good point um which is you you can't grow if you're not uncomfortable right if you think about it in terms of like just to simplify it right for especially for you know us guys who have have a harder time talking about our feelings or, or being uncomfortable in a lot of situations you know a lot of us not gonna say all a lot of women do this too but a lot of people work out right and you grow your muscles and you get stronger by putting those muscles under tension and by causing disruption in those muscles. Without that uncomfortable feeling of the soreness a couple of days after your injury or after your lifting, that you are not growing physically. And that same right. thing can happen in a lot of emotional circumstances as well, where you have to kind of push your comfort zones. You have to be willing to, to accept that confrontation for what it is. Not all confrontation is bad. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes confrontation yeah. leads to important change for you or for your organization or for, you know, a family member, a friend, like just, you know, if you have a friend even that's just coasting through life and doing a bunch of really dumb shit and you confront them and get them to turn their life around a little bit, that's a huge plus. You grew from that. They grew from that. And ultimately like, these are the things that we have to lean into in life. And, and to go back to like the original point of like resilience, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable to really change and grow and to get through any struggles that you're going through. You have to just accept it for what it is. A lot of the times it's out of our control. We can't control what's going on. We can't make this problem go away without making it go away. Um, and honestly, if, if those situations don't happen, a lot of people don't change and a lot of people don't grow and they stay uncomfortable and they stay, you know, in, in a, in a place of fear or, uh, for me, it's anxiety. When I get super anxious, I don't want to confront my problems whatsoever. I want to do the opposite. I want to go away from them. I just want to ignore them. I'll deal with them later. And that's not beneficial. That doesn't solve anything. Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, it's kind of annoying how much this connects with kind of the stuff I'm doing with work right now and like the conversation that we're having. So I'm trying really hard not to just like regurgitate things that I've been talking about with work recently. Um, but the big thing too is like, not only is confrontation necessary and not always bad, but it's not that confrontation is like always problem solving necessarily. Confrontation can just be like, hey, this dynamic isn't working for our relationship, yep. whether it be like a one-on-one or like a one-v-many in a group, you know, like whatever this thing is it's not working so what we need to do is kind of like you know at least tweak each other's um like concepts of what this group is doing or figure out what our what our goal is or our values are and try to mesh that together so that you can just work together as a team and, you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like oh like this one in like problem is happening so we must solve this problem like you might need to confront just like group dynamics sometimes uh, and you can't really be afraid of that either because anytime you put a bunch of people in the same group together, it's going to present its own challenges because you're all going to have your own, obviously, unique backgrounds and belief systems and yada, 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 you know, like the normal cliches of a group. And you're going to have to find out how to, how do you mesh that together to work successfully. And I think my like my follow on point to that is that and this is a big one for me because I think I've seen a lot of this recently uh, just in general. But if you are afraid of failure, you you will never succeed. And so like in a, in a circumstance where you're facing any type of adversity, if like you do not make an attempt with the willingness to like, Hey, this might not work out, then you're never going to fix it. Like, that's just, you can't be afraid to have some sort of a failure. Yeah. Um, and uncle Kyle's talking in the chat about, he had some friends kind of push him a little bit and, you know, he was stuck at, at, you know, kind of a dead end job, you know, just not working out for him and having, you know, having those people push him a little bit, helped him out. So that, you know, it's kind of a callback to, to what we were previously talking about. But, but like you're mentioning, you know, sometimes you have to recognize that something's not working or even maybe it is working, but you know, it could be working better. You know, it's, right. it's not necessarily a situation either where there's a problem, right? You know, confrontation and, and being resilient and, you know, I agree wholeheartedly with your statement that if you if you never take a chance on yourself, if you never take a chance on, 
if a situation's bad and you don't confront it, it's never going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go away. It's just going to be, you're just going to try and ignore it. And then it's going to inevitably rear its ugly head a month, two months, a week, a year down yeah. the road. And, and ultimately you have to kind of take a chance and, you know, fight through that issue. And I think that's ultimately what it boils down to is that there's no issue too big or too small for us to fight through, right? If it's something yeah. as little as like, for me, like if I feel like like a pain somewhere on my body, right? I want to do what I can to get that pain to go away. And you should be doing the same thing for emotional pains as well, right? If you're, if you're getting anxious about going to work, you need to confront why you're anxious about going to work, what's making you anxious about your job, what ultimately you feel you need to change about that to be happy waking up and going to work every day. Or it can be as simple as, you know, for me, it, it kind of reared its head at the beginning, or, you know, in like a few months after COVID started when I was back up at, at the heaviest weight that I had ever been at. And I was just not happy living that way anymore. And I made a decision to finally just fight myself basically to eat healthier, work out more, get back into shape. And, and I'm even just doing that completely changed my mindset in so many different things. If you see yourself succeed in one facet of life, it motivates you to succeed in other facets. Seeing myself lose weight motivated me to put more effort into work, put more effort into my relationships, into my hobbies, like just all around. I became a better person because I forced myself to do something one time and forced myself to succeed one time. I want you to tell me if I like minus the screen down, if you lose me. I do. I don't think he can hear that I did. Um, so anybody who's here, thank you for tuning in. I just wanted to send a message really quick. <laughs> no, you're good. It does cut you out. Oh, I can't hear you now. Dang it. Oh, well. Oh. I might have to leave and join back up. Uh, well, all right. Leave and join back up. This is all staying in the episode, people. Um, Uncle Kyle says, sometimes you just need to hear something from outside of your own mind. 100%. You know, I uh, even for me, like I knew intrinsically how to lose weight. I knew that I had to cut my calories. I knew that I had to work out more. Uh, but ultimately, I needed somebody to just be like, for me, it was an app. I downloaded an app that taught, like, told me what my calories should be eating, I, what I should be eating every day. I thought I knew. I was way off. And just like forcing, like hearing having input from another source sometimes can be super beneficial. And that's where, you know, I kind of come back to the original point of like resilience and like outside influences being important just because if you, if you're the type of person that needs to hear somebody else, like say that you're something you're doing is problematic or you can improve by doing this, you need to be, if you're the type of person that receives that well, there's a bunch of people just like you that will also take that well. So you need to be confident in saying that something needs to change or this is what you could do better or this is, you're already doing this really good, but this is how you could even do better. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail the conversation there, by the way. I just like, I needed to send that message. No, but anyway, um, the big thing I think too is like, I think you were just alluding to this as well, but like you can't be afraid to like admit your own weaknesses in, the, in those types of situations and recognize like, hey, like my weakness might be part of the problem. Yeah, like I haven't really been, you know, mentioning it or talking about it or or bringing it up as a potential like contributing factor. And so, dude, yeah, adversity and confrontation is is it is really difficult because, like, especially if it's in a group setting, because I would say you know once you start adding the dynamics of more than one person into a into a situation that has some sort of a confrontation or adversary adversity, then it gets you know, exponentially more difficult to try to mesh those things together because it's very, very unlikely that you guys all have the same background, uh, you know, maybe employment and work situation or, uh, you know, and whatever it might be, you know, whatever yeah. factors contributing to whatever your thought process is. But um, yeah, it, it is interesting because I think um, I would say like in general, the amount of adversity that I have to face is probably pretty limited other than kind of general like group dynamics. So it's kind of hard for me to speak from a first person perspective on terms of like what I need to do or what I would recommend uh, to deal with that type of situation. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, uh, this will be kind of my last point on the topic and we'll jump to, to Kyle's first topic, but we always talk about um, group dynamics at work. And 
we often get questions of like, um, is my background enough? Like, does my background mesh with what everyone else is doing? And the answer is often no, it doesn't mesh, but because it doesn't mesh, it does, right? Even if I put, if I take 10 people, right? You know, uh, let's say I'm a salesman. If I put 10 salesmen in a room, they're all gonna have a different opinion on selling because they all come from different places. They have different trainings. They have different cultures that they grew up in, different environments that they grew up in. You know, we're always going, there's always gonna be some point of difference between every subset of people in the entire world. And without those differences and without that kind of pressure from other people to like challenge your own opinions and thoughts on things, you are never gonna see their side of things and they're never gonna see your side of things. So it's it's those differences and that pressure that really can make us grow and really change the way that we look at not just life, but like everything. Did you uh, bring up anything else while I had to tap out from the whatever you had heard at, uh, I'm sorry, did you say it was a video or did you say you had a, what, what did you say? Was oh, your, I, I downloaded an app that like told me how many calories I should be eating. No, 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 no. I'm talking about where you got this topic from. Oh, no. It, so yeah, it was at work. Um, it was a presentation that, that the place I work hosted today. Um, it was from Karamo Brown, who's one of the, uh, the personalities yeah. on yep. uh, Queer Eye. So make sure you check out Queer Eye if you haven't. It, it's it's a great show, um, and they do a lot of really great things for a lot of people. So it's it's important to um, you know see things from a different perspective as well, which you know kind of goes back to the resilience thing a little bit. But that's all I have on the first topic. I wanted to start us off a little uh, little intense, and now we get to hop into whatever you got in store. Uh, what I was saying really quick before we transition, oh, yeah. was, was there anything else from that pr- uh, presentation that you wanted to throw into this conversation? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I think the, the main points were kind of the, you know, you, you can't be comfortable without like, or you can't grow without being uncomfortable, um, was a, a huge point that he made, um, being challenged on your own thoughts, your own ideas, you know, even your own, like privilege it's kind of a you know a hot button word for a lot of people but there's so many privileges that we have that we don't realize that we have um and just being you know conscious of that and being okay being challenged on that um and then the last thing that he kind of brought up that was really important is that it's okay to advocate for yourself too if you're in a situation where you're not happy you have the power to change that even if it's a job we're in one of the best job markets out there if your employer is not making you happy Chances are there's an employer out there who will make you happy. And if what makes you happy is more money, there's more money out there. If there, if it's more personal time off, if it's more sick leave, if it's a better, you know, better maternity leave, like there's options out there. Um, if, if it's, you know, personal choices in your life, like you have the power to advocate for yourself. And if your friends are always pressuring you to go out to clubs, you can say no. If they're not your friends, yeah. if you say no to something they want to do, they weren't your friends in the first place. They were using you as like their punching bag or their cushion or a way to deflect their own problems onto something else. Like they weren't your friends in the first place if they don't want to hang out with, if they don't want to just come to your apartment or house, have a couple drinks there, play some games, watch Netflix, whatever you want to do for fun, right? You don't have to go out to the club and, and buy bottle service every time you, you hang out with your friends, right? That's not a friendship. That's a transaction. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have two more quick things before we transition. And one of them is just the same thing you were already saying, just in a different way. And I think you probably already just alluded to this and just didn't say it the exact same way. But uh, we hear it a lot in uh, like where I work is like you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? So like what you've already said, I'm just like, that's just kind of how we say it. Yeah. Um, you just need to be willing to, to do that. And then I would say the last thing is be willing to be a little vulnerable too. Um, Cause like when, especially when you're trying to iron out some of those issues, like if you're not um, like giving your perspective, like wholeheartedly and like actually like being honest and like yeah. through yourself in those types of situations, you're never really going to fix those dynamics either. Like if you're just trying to put on a face or like, you know, get through it, then you're always going to have those, those problems from a group dynamic perspective or, you know, and maybe that's true for all adversity. I don't know, but yeah. The only thing, the only thing constant in this world is change. Things are always going to be changing. You got to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, challenge yourself to get okay with that because it's going to happen. There's no way around it. There's got to be somebody like in the chat right now that's doing a cliche counter for us because we've thrown so fucking many. But it it is funny though because you know some you know I can't remember who said it, uh, but recently I heard somebody tell me like you know like we 
and this is another cliche probably frankly but it's like cliches are cliches for a reason you know because a lot of them are like they've stuck with people yeah. for a long enough time that they were uh, valuable in some way shape or form but um anyway yeah yeah i don't even know if i like answered your question or stayed on the right topic there but I we turn it into good advice anyway i don't think i asked <laughs> the question well but i think we got the conversation that i wanted to get out of it so i'm gonna call it a win Okay, good. I'll, I'll accept that. Maybe it may be one of those moral victories, but I'm going to take it anyway. It's my world. I do what I want. That's right. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. All right. Anyway, uh, transitioning to my second uh, beer, which is also a Yingling Lager, but uh, my first topic. Um, so I'll give the beer a solid 7.0. I think Yingling is pretty good. Of light yeah. beers, if you don't like Yingling, you're probably wrong. Um, it is... Bingo. Uh, the more flavorful of light beers and like is it considered a light beer or is it just considered I, a lager I, I mean it's a lager but lagers are kind of light yeah true. Um, but anyway like the east coast people go fucking crazy for this stuff and they just think it is the bees goddamn knees um but it's pretty good it is really good i'm not quite to the transition but i'll give my rating 9.9 absolutely delicious i don't believe it almost cannot be beat if i could drink if this could be, if you told me this was the only alcoholic beverage i could have for the rest of my life sign me up i'm good and it's a it's a seltzer hard soda seltzer oh my god it tastes like fucking cherry coke dude it hurts me that you think that that's the greatest thing that you've it's had. not i'm the 9.9 was a bit of an exaggeration I was doing it you, mostly that's for That's a rating. Me. That's official. It's done. It is. And I'm okay. But here's the thing. I'm okay with it. Because... You rated that over like some really fucking crazy good stouts. And I just... I don't know how to... I don't here, even know how to think about you here, anymore. This is adversity, Jake. We need to talk about this. Here's my <laughs> argument. You can't drink stouts every day. I don't agree. You don't drink stouts all the time, do you, Kyle? You drink no, other I stuff, could. right? This is drink Bud Light mixed with a seltzer, mixed with soda that has alcohol in it. I don't drink pop because that's the nice Midwestern word for that. It's uh, I'm from really the Midwest. Like seltzers, and I don't like Bud Light other than Bud Light Next. So that sounds like a non non nine point nine to me. And I also hate cherry. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't like this one as much then. But it, it, like the orange soda tastes like orange soda. The lemon lime tastes like lemon lime. The regular Coke tastes like regular Coke. Actually, tastes more like Pepsi if I'm being honest with you. But okay. Like, this tastes right. like a wild cherry Pepsi to me. And it's delicious. Well, and that's I'm why sure it's a 9.9, because great. I could drink this every single day and never once question it. That being said, more realistically, it's in the mid-8s. But I'm giving it the 9.9 for the meme, and I'm just going to stick with this as the pinnacle, because I can. I, I hate that for our audience, but that's okay. I'll deal. That's fine. Realistically, though, like an 8.4. Okay. All right. I'm going to put Makes the 8.4 in the spreadsheet. That's better anyway. <laughs> i'm gonna put the a4 in the spreadsheet but it's gonna be a 9.9 for the meme um my second one which i'm about to crack into because i'm almost done with this one is the regular cola flavor of the bud light hard mm. soda okay i at least have kyle could like sprinkle a little like salt in this one get it to taste yeah. a little different yeah uh, uncle I uncle kyle also from the midwest says it's pop and it it's pop. not it's it soda it's soda pop soda is the first word yes. for a reason yeah, I when I was anyway, a kid, I called it pop. As I grew up, I called it soda more. I don't know. It, it is a Midwestern thing, and then you yeah. know you get just fucking goofy down south, and they just call it a Coke. Yeah, or cola. Even if it's a Sprite or uh, any other type of beverage. Yep. Oh, you want a Coke? What type? Yeah, I hate that crap. Uh, that'll be a topic someday. We could do it right now if you want. Um, uh, that could be my topic number one. Is go for it. Regional. Uh, we could talk about the differences between things people say by different regions oh, oh and we yes. can expand this actually too this would be good i'll have to pull it up online and i'll have to look at this up right now so we can talk about it just because it's kind of funny but also the difference between uk and uh united states english and like the way uh so like uh for example like a shopping cart the people in the uk call it a fucking trolley and i think that is so oh funny. yeah <laughs> or what's the um i don't know if this is uk or if this is a like a north south thing but like water fountains I they call them bubblers. They call them bubblers. Yeah, bubblers. I'm like, That's what? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I, I don't even know how to Google this. Like regional slang terms. 
you could do like slang terms by states i'm sure you could find that um but otherwise uncle kyle oh, man, says in the south in the south they call them buggies wow it's a shopping cart people this is another terrible one they call uh sweaters and jumpers yeah that one i know and i know that because of harry potter is the only reason i actually know that because like yeah. jenny's like oh where's my jumper and then they're like oh it's on the cat um so that's the only reason i know that but i hate that um i don't even oh, like god they call shoes trainers that's kind of weird yeah that one i've heard the, um, honestly the normal like spelling differences between like uk english and english uh united states english don't really bother me like gray versus gray and tire tire that kind of shit where they just spell yeah. it slightly differently i don't care that's fine yeah um what are some other things like well um like they call them chips they're french fries over here and then chips over there are called something different too uh they call them crunches no Oh man, I'm gonna blank now. UK term for crisps. Crisps. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's not the same thing. Uh, oh, dude, this one drives me crazy too. And I, you find this in video games. I can't remember which game does this so bad. I had it happen not that long ago where I was playing a game and it drove me fucking nuts. But in UK English, they call the first floor the floor above ground level. And we call the first floor like ground, ground level, level usually, right? And so for them, one is the next one up. Oh. And no. there's a game that, that does it in UK English. Oh man. I, I'm just blanking on it now, and I can't remember which one it was. But I it can't think of a game off. that I, I could played never it. figure it out. Yeah. Um. Places that use different terms for the same things. I can't figure <laughs> out like I. I'll find a link for you. United okay here we go this one this thing that i worked um so what do you call the shoes that you wear tennis shoes shoes sneakers i don't don't ever use the word sneaker i don't say that i call them sneakers or tennis shoes i when we were younger though in school they were gym shoes i don't know Uh, why but that's what we call i mean we call them gym i guess i mean we've said that before um okay uh, you drive up to it and there, it's a circle, and they have different ways that you can leave said circle. What do you call that? Oh, you're talking about a roundabout? That's what I call it. And this is maybe hard for us because we're both from the Midwest, so we're going to have the same things for a lot of them. But in some places, it's called a rotary as well as a traffic like circle, which at least makes sense. But rotary, that makes no sense to me. Like a rotary dial phone, you put your finger in the number, you twist it, and then it goes back. You don't go back yeah. in the, like, that's. Okay, I found one, too. Okay. There we go, water fountain Finally. or bubbler. I hate that so much. So the thing, you're, the water comes out of your sink. What do you call that? Are you talking about, like, tap water? Yes. Some places call it a tap. Some places call it a spigot. Some places call it a faucet. I mean, we call it a faucet. I it's a faucet if I'm being fancy. It's it's the it's a water faucet. Yeah, it's just a tap. tap. It's just tap. Oh, the little bugs that roll up and have a hard shell. Rolly polies. Yep. Some places call them pill bugs, which I've heard. Um, we had to do a class, and uh, of course, Uncle Kyle, as a as a uh, CDL license holder, says (laughs) fuck roundabouts. You know, I never Um, really thought about that from like a trucking perspective. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Um, so pill bugs, we did a class and they were always called pill bugs. Some places call it potato bugs. In Texas, apparently, it is also called a doodle bug. All what do you I call th- the end of a loaf of bread? The butt. Okay. I've heard heel before. I, I have like too. It is I call butt. it a butt. It's a butt of the bread. The little bugs that light up. Oh, this is dumb. Oh, you're talking about uh, lightning bugs? Yep. I never called them fireflies until I heard the song. I think I heard both when I was younger, but we always called them lightning bugs. I don't, I don't know that this is even real. Do you, I wish there was somebody from New England in the chat, but apparently New Englanders called milkshakes frappes. I've heard that. I've heard that New England's got their own slang for a lot of things. 
I don't like that. I've heard that like in New England, there's well, actually, there's uh, this is uh, there's a TikTok account that I follow um, of a company that makes like baseball bat mugs called Lumberland, and they're in the Northeast. I want to say they're outside they're outside of Boston, and so they actually have a whole series on their TikTok where they do this exact thing where they go to the different people in the office and are like, what do you call the thing that blank? Yeah. Or how do you pronounce yeah, yeah. blank? Um, like the people who say milk instead of milk. Oh, dude. Uh, Warsh. Oh God. There's no R in there. I'm like, where does this even come from? Yeah, it's a bad Wait, one. hold on. Did you just get to sprinkles? No. The Jimmy's. Jimmy's. What the Fuck. Which is also Apparently a, people in New England call sprinkles jimmies. Which is also slang for a condom in some parts of the world. That's real. Con- hey, let me get some jimmies, sir. What? Um, apparently, there's places in the United States that call tomato sauce gravy. I've heard that, but I've also there's something else. It might be a uh, look up UK gravy because uh, I feel like maybe they have a weird way of. Uh, talking about that too uk what is gravy called in the uk um, or what do they call gravy in the uk I don't know. anyway what do you call it when people bring a bunch of food to your house and like everyone brings their own dish i call it a potluck yeah dude this is another goofy one some people call it a carry in dinner what the f- get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here is right why oh. would you this is a good one because this is very regional. What do you call a sandwich that you get from a restaurant typically? Most of them end up being chain restaurants like Jimmy John's. Like That's what I call them. They're also called Heroes, Hoagies, Grinders. I thought those were actually different kinds of sandwiches though. No. That's also what I thought, but no. Most places like will different. Most people will put like a grinder on their menu, and that'll be your more traditional like New England style sandwich. So you'll get more of yeah. your or like a, you know, in New York City they call it a hero. Uh, Pennsylvania it's a hoagie. New England it's a grinder. Oh, apparently other terms for the end of a loaf of bread are literally just end, and some people exclusively refer to it as the crust. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, carriage. Did you did you bring up carriage for a shopping cart as a different one? Uh, I don't, don't like what that. I said, but it wasn't that. Don't like. What it. do you call mini river crustaceans? Oh, crawfish. Oh, do you? Yeah. We always call them crawdads. Depends on how drunk I am. When I get drunk, I call them crawdads. Crawdads is apparently a northern way of saying it, and crawfish is the southern way. So my family is not from the south, but they're from southern Illinois, which is very southern comparatively. Like, the people in southern Illinois are rednecks, and my families came from there, which is why I feel like I can say that. We some rednecks down there. So we got some southern sayings. I have, honestly, I have friends that are from Southern Illinois that have, like, some of the thickest Southern accents I've ever heard. What do you think of when you hear the word pasty? I think of the thing that you put on your nipples. Yeah, so do I, which is hilarious to me because it says in the South, a pasty is a covering for, like, your nipple, but in the North, it's a hot pocket. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I have never heard that. It I get, I at least like kind of, and what the, f- no, it's not. I, I have no, pasty. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say no to that one. That's oh, the, funny. Uh, the thing you used to change the channel. What do you call it? Oh, God damn it. If you tell me you call it a clicker, I'll kill you. I it's call a it a remote. remote and yeah. it's always going to be a remote. Don't call it a clicker. Don't come at me with that nonsense. Apparently another term for it is zapper. Yeah. No. Um, oh, what do you call? Uh, it's a breakfast treat. They're typically pretty fluffy. Put syrup a biscuit? on biscuit? No. Oh, you're talking about pancakes? Yes. As opposed to flapjacks? Yep. Is that the other one? Yeah, okay. I've heard both. That one's not so crazy. Wait, hold the fuck on. Apparently, there are parts of the United States that call 
bell peppers. Wait, you're saying this is a Midwest thing? What? Dude, some of these are wild. It's saying in the Midwest we call pe bell peppers mangoes. No, we're not uncultured fucking swine. We know what a mango is. <laughs> I, it's one of my favorite fruits. Like, we know what this oh. shit is. Oh, my God. I don't, this, this can't be real. Oh, God. So, I'm and I'm just going to say this one. I'm not going to ask you the question. But it says, when it's sunny while raining. And it says the people in the north call it a sun shower. Which I think I've heard before. Like, that's probably pretty normal. I don't think I've ever heard that. I'm going to be honest with you. I me. think I've heard that. But anyway, they say, guess what they say in the south? You're never going to guess a fucking million uh, years. I don't even know why I'd ask you to try. I have no idea. The devil is beating his wife. What? That can't be real. There's no way. What? There's no way. Who's who's going out throwing around domestic violence like that? Like the devil's beating his wife? They're outside their house. It's sunny and fucking raining. And they're like, devil's oh beating their wife. Oh my God. <laughs> that can't be real. Um, okay, what do you call it? It's in your living room. You sit on it when you watch TV. What do you call couch. it? I also call it a couch. Sofa and yeah. Davenport? Is the a only, Davenport really a couch? According to this, the only time I've ever heard of some somebody referred to it as a Davenport is the episode of Family Guy where Brian dates the like 50-year-old lady. That's literally the yeah, only time I've ever heard anybody call it a Davenport. Davenport. Couch. <laughs> uh, a piece of candy on a stick. What do you call it? A sucker. I also call it a sucker. Most people call it a lollipop, though. They're wrong. I mean, they're right, but sucker's more fun. All right, Wikipedia. Here we go. Da, 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 da. This isn't very good. Oh, this is terrible. It just says it's interchangeable with couch, I guess. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought it was like a different piece of furniture, but... Um, apparently, firebugs, glowworms, which makes no sense, and June bugs are other names for fireflies. I saw that one earlier. I think that's so dumb. I still don't get this frappe thing. This is just yeah. I don't like that. Um, I don't want slang. Let's check this one. Carry in dinner. Okay, I think I found. Oh, do you? So what? The thing that is on top of cupcakes. Oh, here's a good one. Frosting. Yeah, I call it frosting. As opposed to what? Icing? Icing. But when it's on cake, I call it icing. But if it's a cupcake, it's frosting. Which maybe okay, is just... Okay, I just call it frosting. All right, here's, here's one. I, and I've seen this one before. Um, what do you call when people like sell things outside their own house? Uh, I call it a garage sale. Yeah, so do we. But apparently the United States has three different sayings for this. Yard sale and tag sale. And rummage sale. Oh, I've, I've I actually I've heard of rummage sale. I hadn't heard of tag sale until I saw that on a, a uh, one of these websites. Yeah. It's de been debated in Reddit threads. I have to click on this. What do you call the place where you throw your uh, waste products? It's, it's the garbage. You were mixed there. Well, it's a trash can. A trash can or a garbage? If I'm if I'm referring to the physical thing, like if I'm actually no, it is it, it, trash can is probably the proper term, but I've always called it a garbage can. It's funny because this one's like very evenly split across the United States in terms of what you say, and I honestly think I just use it interchangeably. I don't think like I've ever said trash can in casual conversation though. I'd be like, hey, can you throw us some garbage? Yeah. I don't even use the Uncle can. Kyle. I just say throw it in the garbage. Uncle Kyle, if you're still in the chat, which I think you probably are, what do you call the vehicle that you drive? Oh, here's a good... Maybe he's not still in the chat. It, it, it takes a second on StreamYard, too, from, compared to YouTube. We might get it yeah. on YouTube a little bit quicker. Um, Here's one that compares like different a word and what it means in the UK versus in the US. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Pissed, <laughs> dude. Well, obviously it's angry, like in the United States. I don't know what it is in the UK. It means drunk. 
Like, oh, that's yeah. Because I've said like I'm pissed drunk before. Yeah, yeah. But, like I've never just been like I'm pissed. Well, I think what we usually and, say is like I'm drunk as piss or something like that. Oh uh, no, I've, I've heard. I piss. Like I've, I've never said. I probably have. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, a biscuit. Uh yeah. Uh, theirs is. Oh god damn it! What is theirs? In the UK, a anyway. biscuit is a cookie. Oh, that's what it is. Um, anyway, Kyle's not responding. So this is what I was gonna say: is a majority of the United States calls it a semi, but there's like five or six states that call it an eighteen wheeler, like exclusively, and then a few that call it a tractor trailer. I grew up calling it an eighteen wheeler, and then like as I got older, called it a semi. Yeah, but I've I've also I've heard all three of those terms pretty interchangeably. Um. Okay, this one uh, is exclusively Ireland, apparently. Throwback to my heritage. 66% Irish. Um, Wagon. What do you think it means Uh, in Ireland? Oh, is it like the paddy wagon? Like a police car? Nope, it's an unpleasant woman. Oh. Huh. Uh, How many syllables are in the word C-A-R-A-M-E-L? See this this is this is controversial for me because I say both. <laughs> Depends on what I'm talking about. If I'm talking about a candy bar, it has caramel in it. But if oh. I'm ordering like a caramel latte, I I literally say both, and I don't. I have no concept that I say both. I just do it. And then right, okay, well, this is a good one to end on. Yeah. Okay. A kid's waxy coloring utensil. What do it's you? How crayon. do you? How do you pronounce it? It's a crayon. It's a crayon. It's a crayon. Crayon. I know that's what it's supposed to be, but I'm never gonna not say crayon. I know. Let me get that you was, crayon. It's a crayon. Anyways, it's just crayon for short. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good topic. That was fun to talk about. Plus, it uh, alleviated. It's pretty dumb, but that's okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go even dumber. All right. Oh, perfect. Let's do it. Kyle, I'm going to need you to give me your top five condiments and your reason why. Okay. Mayo. It's delicious. It's terrible for you. And it is good on burgers. It's good on BLTs, except I don't like tomato. Um, It's good on chicken. Can I tell you the only That's not my number one. This is out of order, by the way. Yeah, no particular order. Um, the only use I've ever had for mayo in my entire life is using it in place of butter when I was making grilled cheese. Okay. That makes you sense. use it on the bread to yeah, like yeah, get the yeah. crisp. Yeah. Um, one for me is buffalo sauce. I'll put buffalo sauce on fucking anything. Yeah. And ex- specifically buffalo sauce, not hot sauce, like actual buffalo sauce. Yeah. 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 That Which one is on, easily. I'll stay on the same topic for for my next one then too. Chalua might be my favorite sauce of all time. Chalua goes on everything. It goes on everything. It but is so good. Valentina's is better. Disagree. I've had Valentina's. It's okay. I love Chalua's Valentina's. Um, for me, can... well. I like Valentina's more, but also I prefer Cholula to Valentina on a few things. Mostly okay. breakfast food. And that's because every fucking diner that I've been to in my entire life Cholula is the hot sauce at the table. When you sit down at some redneck ass truck stop diner in the middle of nowhere, you get Cholula if you want something spicy. It's funny that you say that because I feel like a lot of the times you get Tapatio or Valentino. Not by me. Uh, we never. I've never found Valentina anywhere. Not even at Mexican I, restaurants anymore. I feel like, like Cholula has gotten more popular like in the last several years, but I feel like for the most part for me, and I would, I don't know if Carly's in the chat too, but she can chime in on this, but I feel like most of our experience has been either Tapatio or Valentina. I rarely, I rarely see Tapatio. I've been seeing more like Louisiana hot sauces recently. Yeah. Just like general observations when I go to restaurants. I don't know if you've ever had Texas Pete. I have. It's not that bad. It's pretty okay. It's got a decent flavor to it. It's not in my list, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, next one on my list. This is going to be controversial because a lot of people hate it, which is ketchup. I love ketchup. I love ketchup. I'll put ketchup on anything besides steak. 
I'll eat ketchup on just plain ass potato chips sometimes if I don't have anything to put on yeah. a chip. <laughs> I've done that. I have no. Sh- I've I've done that. I've dipped popcorn in ketchup before. People give me shit about the chip or the uh, yeah, you know, like regular potato chips sometimes. But I'm like, listen, it's just like putting a French fry into ketchup. Yeah, there's nothing weird about it. I, yeah, I I don't think that's weird at all. Um, uh, Kyle, I believe went to respond to a text that we both just got. Um, but number three on my list, uh, which he's, I'm gonna have to catch him up on. You respond Sorry. to that text for us. No, I was going to, and I accidentally hit the wrong button, and then things just happened, and then it's all good. yada yada, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I'm back. Uh, I'm texting them back for us. Okay, um, thanks. Uh, 15-ish. Um, so, yeah, ketchup uh, has to be on the list for me. I can't live without ketchup. I'll put ketchup on eggs. Here's the key. Oh, I, Dude, I've never been able to do that. I've never gotten around to the ketchup on eggs. Here's the power move. You take ketchup and hot sauce you make your own spicy ketchup you put that on eggs you get a little sweet little spice with the egg mint i'm gonna say this and i know you're not gonna agree with me and i'm gonna be very specific about it okay homemade or restaurant made in-house ranch dressing because like hidden valley i can do like homemade ranch i can do it it's not my favorite. Is, yeah. But it's it's funny to me cuz like when I grew up Hidden Valley was like the only thing we ever had. Yep. And so I grew to love Hidden Valley like it was fine. But then like I think it was Carly specifically that was giving me a lot of shit about it. She's like, "How do you not like like the runny ranches like that you can tell are homemade, you know?" And I was like, "Because Hidden Valley's number 1, duh." And then I finally got to the point in my life where I'm like, "Holy fuck. These ones from like these restaurants that make it on their own are so much yeah, better." Yeah. I can palate those. I can't but also, here's maybe a hot take. The Hidden Valley Ranch packets are infinitely better than their actual ranch. Like, and I'm not I'm talking the pack- I don't know. I'm talking like the packet of the powdered ranch. I use it. I have always purchased it oh. mostly to make my own buffalo sauce because um, you have like kind of that ranch component to buffalo sauce. But I've also just taken the powder and you mix water with it. And you make ranch. And I've used it for a few things and it's actually it's better to me than like the bottle of hidden valley ranch i got a helpful hint for the audience if you have ever lived in an area that had anderson and erickson products mainly the midwest and you like anderson and erickson chip dip specifically their yep. french onion chip dip if you get and i can thank carly shout out to her for this if you get a thing of daisy sour cream and then you get a thing of philadelphia cream cheese that's chive and onion and mix it with ranch powder tastes almost identical it's delicious and i can't get anderson erickson anywhere anymore so i love to get that i can't say that i've ever had the original but i have had the blend that y'all made when we were down there and that shit hit it was even if you haven't had the anderson what is it anderson and erickson Anderson erickson yeah even if you haven't had that you should still just do what kyle said (laughs) and because it's delicious and i'm a guy who doesn't like that flavor profile i hate sour cream (laughs) like i don't like that flavor profile but it was so good and you can put that shit on like potatoes and everything too and it's really good oh man it's so good speaking of if that counts as a condiment that is that might be my number one anderson erickson or the dupe i'll count it um for me on the list has to be um now i'll bring in hot sauce because hot sauce is also on the list for me because there's there's a difference between hot sauce and buffalo sauce they're two wildly different things sure but i get made fun of in my house i have like artisanal hot sauces like bougie only sold in like a handful of places near where they're originally made hot sauces and i love like heat is no problem for me. So I have yeah. one hot sauce. That's like it's ghost pepper and uh, Carolina Reaper. Um, I have one that's uh, ghost pepper and habanero. And then I have, um, there's this brand out of DeKalb, Illinois, which is not too far away from me, um, which is called the Aves company. And they, they uh, name their um, hot sauces after different styles of birds. I have a few of their hot sauces and they're some of the most interesting, unique ones that I've ever had. There's like, um, one's like a bourbon ancho hot sauce that I have. 
Um, there's like a Caribbean jerk hot sauce that they have that's to die for. It's like maple Caribbean jerk. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, just hot sauce, the category has to, I, I, I'd be lying to myself if I said that wasn't a top five for me. I think we've each given out a handful and we only have 10 minutes left. So I have nothing else really. Those are my main ones. The only thing that I would even give as an honorable mention is honey mustard because I hated mustard for a majority of my life. And then Carly started uh, using honey mustard on like brats and shit. And I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll try it. I've come around to really liking that now. That's my last honorable mention. Uh, my two last ones were salsa and yeah, barbecue sauce. Homemade salsa specifically? Yes. Like Or like a restaurant, like table made? Oh. We, and barbecue we, is good too. We were at a restaurant yesterday and I got their like the salsa that comes on their burrito and it wasn't the same salsa that we had in the chips and salsa. And mm. now if I ever go back to that restaurant, which it's like five minutes from here, so I definitely will, I'm going to ask for the chips and salsa salsa on my burrito because it was that yeah. much better. Because mm. you could tell the one that was on the burrito was just kind of like, it's here to add flavor to the burrito. Yeah. Whereas like the chips yeah. and salsa salsa was like the star of the show and that's yeah, what I want. Sure. All right. Good topic. That's fun. Last one. As always. I've got one more. Yes, sir. You ready? Am I? I hope so. I will rate this beer the exact same that I rated my last beer, by the way. <laughs> Solid 7.0. <laughs> the Coke is not as good as the Cherry Coke, uh, but it is still very good. I'll give the Coke a, a 7.9. All right. Jake, you're going to appreciate Costco. Yes. Everybody loves it. I do. It doesn't matter if you're a two-person house or a ten-person house. Correct. Buying in bulk at Costco is a treat. Correct. And that is why I must know. What are your must purchases at Costco? Okay, so you I'm going to... there and you have to buy it. I'm going to say this for the household as well as just myself, and I'm going to specify. Because Jess has like very specific things that she gets every time, and I have very specific things that I get every time. Jess, uh, they have a white queso. It comes with a little green lid. Hits. It is that's a household one. It's mostly Jess, yep. but it's a household so one good. too. It's some of the best, like just microwavable queso that I've had. Dude, and if you're a person that lives outside of the Midwest and you can't get white queso anymore and you're used to white queso, or like you've moved down south and they only have uh the yeah. Exactly. Jake threw this out to us and we got it. It is so it's so good. good. It it's so, so good. good. And Carly and I were like, we had talked about this and we're like, man, we really, we just want a restaurant to have decent queso. Cause we'd go and it would be like a melted block of like fucking Velveeta. And a yeah. It's pan, so like whatever bad. trash. And so we went and got that and it, it is so good. It's, it's so good. Um, Jess also always gets their chicken tortilla soup. Mm, I had it. Um, I, I'm not a fan of it. Like I, I just don't love chicken tortilla soup as is unless it's the chilies chicken tortilla soup which hits mm. different um, just because there's is creamy and most places aren't. Um, but Jess uh, always has some on deck. It's a nice, easy, quick meal. Um, I'm trying to think. And then like some of the other stuff that I get at Costco, it can be gotten at other places, but because I can get it in bulk, I'm going to. Um, for me, uh, energy drinks, they sell the 24 packs of like the white monsters for a pretty good deal. Um, I always get that. Uh, also the big bags of garden salsa, sun chips and the kettle corn, um, boom chicka pop. Sm- yeah. Boom chicka pop. I always get those, always have those on deck. Um, I really love Kirkland, uh, sparkling water. I get that quite frequently. Um, I'm sure there's others. Oh, they're one of the few places that carry like the real good food brand. Um, which mm-hmm. it's and most of the stuff it's like lower calorie more like keto friendly lower carb stuff um, a lot of those are really good um, the just bear uh, lightly breaded chicken chunks uh, the, found a costco that has those in stock we talked about it last week and how i couldn't find yeah. them found them uh new co- the costco where closer to where we now live carries it i'm really hoping that the quality is like a one-time off thing because they were really good the first time we had them but they were really bad the second i can tell you this bag is hitting different maybe it's because i haven't had them in a while but i would say i actually do thinking back to the last few bags that we had pre not being able to get them at our old costco i do think they were a little bit different i think they're better now so i would say if you see them again give them a try again i'll have to give it one more try but that that is kind of the problem with like costco 
if you get something at Costco and you're like, oh, I don't really like this, then you have a lot of it to try to deal yes. with. Which it's, it's a like, hard place to like try new place, new things at. Yeah, I did that once. Really I got is. this like low sugar barbecue sauce there. And I took mm-hmm. one bite. Oh, I, I think th- we tried that once, yeah. It was like Kinder's Mesquite yeah, yeah, Gold yeah, yeah, Barbecue yeah. Sauce. I was, yeah. took one bite of it and I threw the bottle away. <laughs> it was. I was like, I'm not. I'm not. Sub- I'm not subjecting anybody that comes into my house to this bullshit. Thankfully, we have a neighbor that like basically, if we're like, we don't like this, she'll take it, which is great. Um, but yeah, some other things honorable mentions from from me. Uh, if you're a cat owner, you got to get your cat litter at Costco. You have to. Yeah. We get it's our so laundry much detergent, cheaper and you get it in bulk. Uh, so do we. We get laundry detergent and dish detergent there. But uh, I'm trying to think. Costco brand tortilla chips are delicious and they're cheap. You can get a massive bag. Do you get? I would say in general, buy your Kirkland brand alcohols, yes, liquors specifically at Costco. Right. They are dupes for That's Kirkland most, vodka, like, right there. Yep. Kirkland vodka specifically is very similar to Grey Goose, or at least everybody says, and the, it's delicious. The blue one's close to Grey Goose, and the red one is close to another. There's two different colors yeah. that you can get, and the yeah. red one's a different yeah. distillery, but it's it's also a dupe of yeah. the more expensive version of whatever it is. Another one, if you're a Starbucks coffee drinker, if you didn't know this, Kirkland brand coffee is made by Starbucks. Yep. And it is so much cheaper and you get it in bulk, I love their fucking house blend coffee. It is in a green and tan-ish bag, like cream-colored bag. It's the best. Well, that's the nice thing about a lot of their stuff is it is made by, like... Like, their, the Costco yeah. whiskey for a long time was made by Jim Beam. Like uh, They still actually, I think, one of the... I could be wrong about this, but I think their Irish whiskey is made by Jameson. I think you're uh, but I right. could be wrong on I could be wrong, and it might be another one, but it is a name brand that produces that whiskey um i'm trying to think of other things that we kind of always get at costco so this is one that i would recommend but i would say the weird thing is is like carly and i as we've gotten older we both have gotten this like aversion to chicken like we just don't like chicken as much as adults um but their chicken taco kits that you can get from like their pre-made section they're pretty bomb they do a pretty good job of seasoning that chicken and it comes with a ton of food and tortillas and salt it's they're pretty freaking good the um all, kind of all that that whole meat wall that they have where at least yeah. at ours it's like the meat wall and then it's those prepackaged dinners pretty much all of them are really good i've heard really yeah. good things about the beef bulgogi i've never had it but i've heard really good things about it um we've had the mac and cheese it's really good jess likes to get the salad kits that they like the bulk salads that they have um those are really good they do like a garlic rub chicken leg or like the, yeah. the drumsticks so we've gotten those quite a bit and those are really good too if you've never had Costco mini cookies and you're willing yes. to ingest 5,000 calories because you're never going to stop eating them because it's a bucket that's like this freaking big of cookies. Oh my God, those things are good. All of also, their if desserts. You like, yeah, their desserts are, their pumpkin pie is really freaking good. Uh, if you like Asian noodles, they sell an udon noodle kit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but anyway, those are really freaking good too. Uh, what else? Kirkland There's... joggers. Yes. I'm wearing, we I'm literally the wearing them. Too. I'm wearing yeah. them right now. They are so freaking comfortable. They are. Oh yeah, man. They're, good. they're great. And they're warm too, actually. I Surprising. buy my socks at Costco. I buy underwear at Costco, but not Kirkland brand. I don't like their Kirkland brand. If you're a golfer, the Kirkland golf balls, they're like comparable to pro V ones. If you're a golfer, get the Kirkland golf stuff. It's, Are they made by Pro V1? That'd be pretty fun. No, funny. they aren't. They might be. I, I think they used. They might have used to have been made by Titleist. I don't remember. Um, but they've they've had a few different generations of it, and the old generation was literally like the. If you still have a pack of the original like Kirkland four piece golf balls, I think it was. Um, they were sold in store for a dollar a ball, which in and of itself to get golf balls that cheap is not unheard it's not heard of unless they're fucking garbage golf balls but the kirkland balls are actually really good but the original packs of them like the 24 packs of golf balls were sold for 24 dollars are going for like 300 dollars. that's how much golfers love these fucking balls that's funny it's crazy 
Uh, yeah. Carly, you'll have to chime in in the chat if you think of anything that I'm missing here. But I think that I hit on the, the big ones for us. We do like uh, Kirkland wine as well. Basically, any of their alcohol products. Are yeah, their good. alcohols. The Kirkland seltzers are really good. I don't know that we've tried those. I don't think we you have. should. They're good. Um, they're cheap too. It's like it's less than a dollar a can. I have to be like forgetting. Like we in general, somebody one time recommended to us Kirkland toilet paper, and I yep. would say ten out of ten do not recommend. Oh, I, we, we hated have, it. We don't have a problem with it. That being said, we just buy Charmin at Costco. Yeah, <laughs> get it in bulk. I most of the only like Kirkland brand stuff I think we like consistently buy. Um, we always have, Kirk, I always get Kirkland olive oil. Um, so do we, yep. That's a good one. Their seasonings are all good. Again, it's just a, it's Laurie seasoning repackaging Kirkland stuff. Like you can't go wrong with it. They do actually sell bulk ranch seasoning too. Yep. That's what I have. That sort of thing. Yeah. That's I what I, that that's what well. I always buy. Cause I use so much of it. Um, the Kirkland, uh, like the Kirkland juices, like Kirkland brand juice is just ocean spray, repackaged ocean spray. So it's yeah. always pretty solid. Um, the Kirkland dog food, we don't use it, um, but it's made by the company that makes the dog food that we use, um, which is good. We just don't want to switch our dogs because we're on like the Naturals brand version of it, but it's made by Diamond. Um, it's very, very good. Um, let's see what else. I know there's something. Oh, this is a good one that I was forgetting that is a must buy for us and we keep it on a regular basis. But if you take any sort of like uh, daily or, uh, you know, recurring allergy medicine, yep. like they are brand name, just repackaged for Kirkland and it is way cheaper. Yeah, it's like I I have like the Allertech, I think is what they call it, um, which is like the Zyrtec knockoff. And it's 306, it's a, it's a year's supply. It's one tablet a day. It's the 365 tablets of it. I want to say I spent like 12 bucks on it, if that much. Their batteries are really inexpensive too. Oh, for and which are, and, and there's are Duracell. They're just repackaged Duracell batteries. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Don't want I'm still going to be happy with this, man. We're really upselling a lot of shit here. I know. Where's the sponsorship? Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I would take a sponsorship from Costco. That's I for would sure. fuck it. <laughs> Pay for my, just give me one year oh, free membership. Dude. This might be like one of the best Costco trash bags. You get two fucking hundred of them yeah. for cheap. It literally, we I think we had that box of trash bags for a year, maybe more. We just bought some and we got the we what we thought would be a right size for our garbage cans. It turns out that we bought some like bougie looking garbage can thing off of Amazon that's from like middle of nowhere China. And they have their own specific bag that you have to use for it to fit right. So we were using like just a, we we had previously bought bulk bags from Kirkland that were like yeah. eighteen gallon bags or whatever, and this is an yeah, eight yeah. gallon trash can on each side. So we bought the ten gallon bags thinking they'd work. Nope, for whatever reason they're like a foot short. So I don't get it. It makes no All right, sense. Honorable mentions because we're running out of time. People have pitched this and I've tried it once and it was pretty good, but Kirkland's vanilla ice cream is fucking good. I can't say I've ever had, I'm not an ice cream guy really. It's pretty good. Ooh, that is a topic for another episode. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not necessarily right, go to through me. and I see nothing else that I haven't already talked about. So that's all I have for this topic. Unless you have something else you want to throw in. Oh, uh, Always buy it. Uh, their parchment paper and their tin foil. It's made by Reynolds yeah, Wrap. Yeah. Yep. A lot of their stuff is made by very reputable ba- brands. Uh, Kirkland wouldn't put their name on it if it wasn't good. And that's my my final uh, final. That's point the, on plug. the topic. Yeah, Costco's the plug. great. That being said, I grew up with Sam's Club and it was also great. So if you yeah. only have a Sam's Club and don't have a Costco, I would still recommend trying to borrow somebody's membership or get your own and get in there and try to find some of those products. They're kind of one-offs that are really great to go in there and get. Yeah. I only have Costco membership, but I live literally three minutes from a Sam's club. So I might end up with both here pretty shortly. Yeah. Plus they offer different things. So you get to experience a few different things at both places, which is great. But Kyle, that was a great topic to end on. Um, We did keep it fairly short and sweet. Oh, one last thing because I just saw it. Their granola bars hit fucking different. They're so much better than chewy granola bars. Hmm. That's it. That's the last thing I have to say. 
Thank you, everybody who tuned in. Uh, as always, we love the interaction in the comments. We do appreciate it. We know we were a little bit later uh, this week than we normally are, so we hope to see that engagement Sorry. pop back up next week as long as Kyle remembers uh, that his watch works. Um, uh, but thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials. You can follow me on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle and her son. And you can also follow us on Twitter at the number two AVG husbands. You can follow us on Instagram at that same handle. And you can find us on YouTube and your podcasting platforms with two average husbands spelled out. Kyle, take it away. Jake hit on all of it. Follow us, like us, hit the freaking banger bell or whatever it is on YouTube. So you can come hang out with us when we go live every week, usually on Wednesdays. Uh, right now at 8 p.m. Central Time is what we try to do just because of the school season that I'm going through right now and some other commitments. And then we'll probably go back to Thursdays eventually once the school semester is over. But join us every week. Interact with us. Come hang out with us. Have some beers. Have fun. And that's all I've got. Thank you for joining us another episode of Two Average Husbands. And as always, don't forget to tell somebody that you love them. Peace.